We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everyone? Julie Stewart-Binks here. On the show today, we had a few Hennessy and Lemonades with former ESPN star Michael Smith. We went deep and talked through his time in Bristol, what's next for him, and got the inside on Jamel Hill. Grab a drink and enjoy this episode of Drinks with Binks. Welcome on into Drinks with Banks. I'm Julie Stewart Banks, and like we do every week, we have awesome guests in the sports and media world, and we usually get a little bit tipsy. And we're so excited to have the executive vice president of Co Laboratory, chief content officer, formerly of ESPN, Michael Smith. That's here a long with time us on the That's show. Oh yeah, you Look, can I, see me reading in my really head nice what job that with is. That, Julie. Hey man, you work for the title. You deserve. Every letter of it. Thank you. And uh, so on the show, as we mentioned, we got to have some drinks. Yes, that's why I came. Yeah, that's... Obviously, you know, in addition to the company, (laughs) I came to drink free liquor. Awesome. Okay, well, what are we drinking today? We're drinking Hennessy. Anything is possible. (laughs) Anything could happen. Uh, Hennessy and lemonade. Oh, awesome. And your staff got Tropicana lemonade, which is good. Yeah, which is good. Simply or Tropicana. Our staff does everything. Have you ever had Hennessy before, first and foremost? Nope. That's that's definitely a black man's drink, okay? So this is good. This is a good cultural experience I know. I like this. So you got Hennessy. So you never had Hennessy with lemonade, obviously. No. You take the first sip and tell me what you think. Be honest, okay? Be honest. I took a bigger sip than I thought I was yeah, going to yeah, take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for grown folks. But you know what? That's really smooth. Mm-hmm. It's the lemonade that really curbs what I would imagine to be yeah. like a lot of fire in my mouth. Yeah, but it's good though, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, really good. Yeah, put some on your chest. I don't drink too much. Yeah, well, great, because I could use more of it. <laughs> um, so we are going to, let's toast first oh, before. Cheers. Yes, hey, yes, cheers. To you, Julie. No, to you, Michael. What, you, you tell me where what we're toasting to today. I, I don't, I, to you, is just easy. Okay, yeah, to new life, beginnings. Uh, yeah, yeah, to, to, yeah. Life. to life. Life. All right. Freedom great. to be on air drinking alcohol, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Look, I've drank on TV before, but not alcohol. We so made this, this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we made this, and we made it. We made it's it. Good. Uh, really nice. It's good. Cheers to bartender. Yeah, well, Mike Lockyer. Mike yeah. made yeah. this. Danielle bought the um, the substances, we so get, that was great. I, I can get a refill, right? Oh, See, I'm yeah. About, I'm about to down this joint. Yeah, all right. Yeah, refill. We're, we're two minutes into the 46-minute show. Let's go. Okay, where are we going to be drinking this drink today, Michael? Uh, why don't you take me to Santorini? Oh, great. To Greece. I've never oh. been. And uh, there she is right behind you. I just I saw it on Sarah Spain's Instagram. 
So that's all I know about. I'm like, and I want to go there. Pretty good. Like, yeah. She went on vacation. I'm like, I'm going there. I'm like, babe, we go out to my wife, not Sarah. <laughs> like, babe, we're going there. My wife's name is Sarah too, as a matter of fact. Yeah. I'm like, yo, we going there. So I don't know where Sarah went. But when I go spend a shit ton of, I can curse, right? Yeah. When I go spend a shit ton of money where she went, she should get commission or some kind of kickback she because should. I learned about it from her Instagram. But that's so. like Santorini yeah. is Instagram. Yeah, I mean, right? that's especially in the summer. It seemed as though everyone went there and it's kind of this classic infinity pool. Yeah, right. The, you know, extends forever. I just, I don't know what anyone else would do in Santorini other than drink and be in the pool, which is, I mean, I think you should have what else? drinks with being special. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's season two is what my boss Pam told me is uh, she guaranteed we're going to travel around the world and do drinks with things. Oh, so much I'm announcing that now here so right now. I'm really excited. Yeah, hey, uh, bartender. Yeah, another one? bartender. All right, A Block. We're yeah. having another Henny. Yeah. Um, and so the fact is, I know you would like to probably go to Santorini, but you just started a new job. I did. Yeah. So you got to be pretty excited about it. I'm Julie, I am energized in a way that I've never been. Like a lot of people that have talked to me and was like, "Oh, I hear the old Michael." I'm like, "But here's the thing, this is a whole new Michael." So you got to understand, I grew up at ESPN. Like literally grew up at ESPN. Like most people say I grew up on ESPN. I got to ESPN when I was 25 years old. Wow. I'm 40 now. So I spent the last 15 years navigating that that Bristol, Connecticut bubble. Um, and so, you know, now that I'm on the outside, I feel like I've been unplugged from the matrix. I feel like I'm, I'm no longer an agent of this system. Like Agent Smith is a new man, <laughs> so to speak. You like I am just like I'm, I'm free mentally, emotionally, creatively in ways that I could never have imagined from the inside. So to say I'm excited is an understatement. Can you tell how excited I am? Yeah, you can are. Can you smell the freedom on yeah, me? I can smell the Hennessy on you too right <laughs> now. Yeah, good. But, you know, it, it's fascinating you say that, and I want to focus on um, what you're doing right now, and yeah. we'll talk about ESPN in a second. Sure. But you say you're unplugged, you're re-energized. What, tell me exactly what that what that looks like, and that feels like versus what, it, what you had before. Well, and listen, I, I had some awesome years and awesome experiences at ESPN, make no mistake about it, but it's just different when you're, when you're, when you're working for yourself, when you're autonomous, when you're more or less your own boss. Like I, I said when I left that I was never working for anybody again. I'm working with people now. Mm -hmm. So often confusingly so, I, I refer to Jamie Messler and Basil Iwanek as my partners and people are like, oh, they no, 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 I'm like, no, my, my wife's at home. Like these are the people I work with as in my, my business yeah. partners, right? So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's just and, and what's interesting though too, and you know I'm still on air talent. I haven't yeah. retired. I haven't I haven't hung up my IFB. I'm not you know put it up in the rafters or nothing like that. I'm still on air talent, but what's the the biggest adjustment? And you'll appreciate this as somebody who you know is doing television, you know every day. It's like to not see the results of my work daily and get to do it again the next day and the next day and rinse and repeat is interesting because now. My schedule is. That's why I'm so overdressed for this, this show. Because yeah. I just came from like a lunch meeting. It's it's call lunch, call lunch, call lunch, and you're like, well, did anything come of this? Was this productive? Was this a good use of time? Mm -hmm. Maybe we'll see in six months. Maybe not. Right. Maybe we get this project made. Maybe we don't. Or maybe it's a relationship that leads to something else. So it's I'm networking differently. I'm thinking differently. Uh, my wheels are turning a different way. I'm using the calendar app on my phone literally for the first time <laughs> because I never had to keep a calendar. Right, because you just knew when you had to be on air. Show like, was on at noon in. or 6 yeah. o'clock, and I knew where I was going, and I had a, a routine. Now it is constant just just re and returning emails and phone calls in a much more timely manner than I did before. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. You're a business I'm a businessman. Yeah. Really, I'm a businessman, like yeah. for real, and it's, uh, it's exciting. It's just something new, and that's what I was looking for, Julie, mm -hmm. was something new exciting, refreshing, evolution and growth at this point in my life and career. Well, that's the thing. You mentioned that you grew up there. You're there for 15 years. It, it can 
Yeah, you could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can kind of get stagnant, just like in who you are as a person, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're you're surrounded by similar people, you're surrounded by similar mindsets and and ways of thinking, and then as you said, you break free and you say, oh. This is the rest of the world. Like, this is us yeah. here. We're at Fubo TV. We're doing things a little bit differently than yeah. a traditional media network would. Now, tell us exactly what Co-Laboratory is. Great. Uh, thank you for asking. So, <laughs> Co-Laboratory, and, and a lot of it is in the name. Uh, collab- take off. Obviously. I like the name. Yeah, Collaborate and Laboratory. So, we are a studio and content incubator based in Culver City, California. We are uniquely positioned at the intersection of sports and entertainment. And that goes back to our co-founders, which we have in common a little six degrees of separation. Right. talking about off camera. Uh, with Jamie Messler, who co-founded the Players' Tribune with Derek Jeter and also spent years representing athletes at Excel Management. So she's got real deep roots in the sports world. Obviously, you know my background as a you know commentator, anchor, host, uh, reporter, so on and so forth at ESPN for 15 years. Um, and then we have Basil Iwanek, who is the, uh, the founder of Thunder Road Pictures. So you may be familiar with Thunder Road from such films as The Town, right. uh, the John Wick franchise, uh, Star is Born with uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, uh, Sicario. Uh, so he's a Hollywood heavyweight, right? So you see this trend happening with athletes uh, really, you know, leaning into developing, owning, and distributing their own content, led by the likes of LeBron mm-hmm. James and Steph Curry, right? But there's so many athletes in particular, and we're not exclusive to athletes. Like, I love to work with you. But, like, we got, oh. you know, athletes in particular who have ideas uh, for projects, whether it's want to do podcasts, want to do docu-series, want to do scripted series, unscripted series, full-length feature films, whatever it is, they have these ideas, or they may want to have their own production company. Well, that's where we come in, whether it's, you know, financing, uh, giving them the infrastructure, the guidance, helping them when it comes to distribution, and that goes back to both our connections in the sports world, and again, uh, in the entertainment world. So we're bringing those two worlds together with a new business model uh, and really just collaborating with anybody. And this market is, is is crazy. I mean, you look at the amount of platforms and buyers available and mm-hmm. the insatiable appetite that exists for high-quality sports content. I mean, this is, this is the time to really strike when it comes to athletes and other creatives as well. I yes. want to stress, it's not just, you know, another Spring Hill Entertainment or another Uninterrupted or another Players' Tribune. You know, we are open to really trying to reimagine sports coverage alongside in partnership in collaboration with athletes and creatives and storytellers of all types. Yeah, well, because there's so many different similarities between all of those different realms and everyone wants authenticity, mm-hmm. too, and from a different vantage point. And you had a vantage point of, of a traditional media outlet for so long, and yep. this has got to be something very interesting. We're going to talk more about your new venture in a second after we take this time out on Drinks with Thanks. Hey guys, we're back on Drinks with Binks. I'm JSB. We got Michael Smith from Collaboratory, also formerly of ESPN. And we're just discussing your new gig and how athletes and entertainers can all come together and sort of either you guys help them find a platform or they bring an idea to you. Right. Who's someone that you want to work with? Oh, um, or who you'd like, like an, a realm or an area you'd like to dive into? Athlete wise, would love to work with Tom Brady. Would love to work with uh, LeBron, all the big names, Steph. I mean, they have their own production companies, but I, I still think there's room for us to collaborate. Um, take a drink every time I say collaborate. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I'm going to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, other guys, you Is know. Is that hard to do then? Because it's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to have 
Oprah here. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not well, not not in not in that space because it's like you know, if you got an idea and a good one, um, there are there's so many different ways to get that idea developed, produced, and distributed. So if I got you know a, a great idea for a, you know a, a, a series, a dramatic series or whatever, and I want to partner with Maverick and, and LeBron, and it makes sense for them. We just write up a deal, you know, figure out the splits on the back end, negotiate mm-hmm. it real quick, and then we use that collective muscle to get it made. I mean, I, you know, I'm not at liberty to necessarily say it, yeah. but we are in partnership with Steph Curry. Did I mention Steph Curry? I don't think I did. I don't think I name-dropped him. Um, we are in partnership with Steph on a sequel to a very well-known movie, but that was able to come about mm. because of, again, our co-founders' connections in Hollywood. Gotcha. Right? So, so they've got the Hollywood. You've got a lot of the sports connections. Yeah, we got, we got all the bases covered. Um, but I'd also like to really get over and, and work with some of my favorites in, in, in Hollywood. You know, um, I'd love to do something with Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd love to do, you know, something with, with guys that have, that have had a lot of experience in doing sports movies and doing them well. I mean, Jamie Foxx, for my money, the, the greatest movie quarterback ever mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so uh, Willie Beeman so I love to collaborate with some guys that I've been fans of um, you know in the movie space right. and, and do some kind of sports collaboration with them and so you said you're not you hanging know, up collaboration. yeah <laughs> you're gonna kill me on the show <laughs> actually I'm Canadian let's be honest yeah, right, so it's not gonna right. do any damage um but you mentioned you're not going to hang up being they send you a ring on air ring? no oh, they should I those motherfuckers <laughs> should send me a ring I have been carrying that Canadian yeah. flag yeah. especially last year when no one gave them any credit I'm mm. sorry a lot of people at your former place of work Jump on the bandwagon? No, no. They were just like, I, I this is my my worst moment I was thinking. Stephen A. Smith talking about how the how the Bucks matched up against the Warriors when the Raptors were up in the series, and I was just like, get I mean Stephen A was wrong. <laughs> mm. No, there's just like there's no everyone hates Canadian sports here. Anyways, that's a different that's a different rant. <laughs> I'm here for it. That's my rant of all time, yeah. Um, but you talked about being in front of the camera still, and of course. And what would you con- would you ever want to do, like acting or kind oh, of yeah. do any oh, of the Hollywood yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah. Listen, the dream is to be able to cast myself in my own movie. You know? Oh, actually, I've already told Basil, again, our co-founder of Thunder Road Pictures, I'm like, look, at minimum, man, just let John Wick off me in Chapter 4. You know what I mean? Yeah. I at least want to get shot. He was like, please, everybody I know has been shot by John Wick. That's nothing. Like, So at least I'm going to be in the next John Wick. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. Um, But no, listen, I don't fancy myself as an actor. I enjoy trying it i mean you know uh, one of the best things we did at, with his and hers was I know some of our skits say. i love it i used to love i used to love doing that because i mean i you know i come from a entertaining family my brother is actually a trained and working actor in la okay and my stepfather's a musician um and so you know i, I like entertaining is it any way possible i'm okay with being laughed with or at within reason the latter within reason <laughs> uh but yeah so I, I would definitely like to to give it a shot but i don't i i i understand that that craft is not something you just do Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's no different than people saying, "Oh, they just want to go and just be a, a, a broadcaster." It's like yeah, it's not like, as simple no, as you, you think go it is. pay yeah. your dues in all these small Correct. towns, even Correct. though some people are better than you are now at it. And That's it's true. like, they oh, okay. opportunity. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but you mentioned I just have to say I mm-hmm. rewatched that Anchorman sketch you yeah. guys did. It yeah. was so well done. Thank you. Like yeah. it was when you look, you know, when we when you look at how much time and and the resources that go into something like that that not that much actually really? that was so if you remember the campus that was behind uh, a few buildings on in on campus 
you know, nobody was there. It was empty. We, we got some props. It was about a two-day shoot. No way, okay. Um, and and we had, the hardest part was working on everybody's show schedule. Oh, to yeah. To get the ESPN talent to do it, they had to find the time to do it. But by that point, we had done, I think, we had done Coming to America. We had done yeah, Empire. We had done, I don't remember if we'd done Boys in the Hood or not. But we'd done a few skits to where people kind of knew what it was. It was like, oh, I want to be in one. Mm-hmm. And the thing I liked the best about that one in particular was the camaraderie and how it brought all the shows and all yeah. the talent together. Because there's a reputation, and you know this, and look, some of it's well-founded, but there's a reputation of, of, uh, of infighting and jealousy and backstabbing and that sort of thing within ESPN among talent. It was nice for everybody to just kind of work together, come together, and have some fun. You know? Yeah, we uh, Adnan Verk and I kind of discussed that last week, mm-hmm. in that sometimes you do really get caught up in everything there because that world almost fosters it. Yeah, like, very competitive. Yeah, very, very competitive. Only a few spots. Yes. Yeah. It's like Tetris there in that regard. You when, know what I compare it to? Uh, it's an amusement park. And every show is, every show, every time slot is a particular ride. And the management there, they're just the conductors. And once you get off that ride, you're in the back of the line. And you can try to skip if you want. It might be a fight. <laughs> but it's like, it's just one of those things where when you're on the ride, you're, on, you have, you're having a good time and you're riding the ride. But that's, you know, people talk about it being a roller coaster. So that's why I was like, yeah, it's like, you know, I got off my particular ride, you know. And yeah, and then to get back try on. to figure out where to go. Exactly. How, do you, I mean to how go. do you stay on the ride? I mean, obviously, that, that can be challenging. Um, a lot of things are out of your control there, as you know. Um, and, and it's no different than in most places, mm-hmm. well, I, I imagine. I'm, again, I've only worked at two places. I had a cup of coffee at the Boston Globe and then uh, at ESPN. But a lot of it's, you know, who's conducting it, who's mm-hmm. in charge, uh, what their vision is, what their agendas are. Um, and then what's, what's underrated, and I was telling you off camera that I, I hope you appreciate just the camera. I could already feel it just walking in here. You got a real good group of people around you. What's underrated is the chemistry, not just on air, because there was no question that, you know, me and my former co-host, uh, Jamal Hill, had amazing on-air chemistry. You have to have chemistry with the people behind the scenes. You have to have chemistry with your producers, your everybody from your your APs and your content associates all the way to your executive producers and your coordinating producers. You have to have chemistry. Everybody has to be pulling the same direction. It cannot be about who gets the credit, who's in charge, whose idea gets executed. It's got to be about a rising tide floating all boats. Mm-hmm. So that's underrated yeah. in terms of just the, the amount of teamwork and, and togetherness it takes behind the scenes to make something successful so you can stay on that ride. Mm-hmm. We have kind of like a big love situation going on here. Oh, that's you know? great. Yeah, we're all in a relationship. That's so. awesome. Yeah, yeah no, that, that, that explains level. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. what we said. We wanted it to work. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, I do appreciate that because, yeah. you know, we, we mentioned you do get kind of caught up thinking, oh, I want this now or this has to happen. We need more money. It's like, no, no, no. This is this is the fun stuff, yeah. right? Like we paint, well, not this set in particular, but our other show. We, we all were here painting the set. Everyone, Come you know, on, yeah, we're doing this kind of stuff. Yeah, and you cannot put a price tag on that. Can't put a price tag on on those memories. You on know? those memories, yeah. We can put a price tag on that set. It's oh like yeah, for $0. sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I just meant the period. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just meant that period in time of, of this yes. of the of the growth. Yeah. Of the we're show. getting all sentimental, and I'm trying like not to be. A I'm gonna little have you drunk and crying yeah, at the end of it. Like, Trust oh, me, God. you think you're interviewing me? Oh, you it's actually the oh, other no, way no. around. I'm gonna have you crying as well. All right, guys, you better stay tuned. We're both gonna be in tears and more on drinks with Binks from laughing. (laughs) 
Hey guys, back on Drinks with Binks. Uh, we've got Michael Smith, EVP and content chief content creator uh, officer. officer. That <laughs> <laughs> I thought you could hold your liquor. Yeah, I can. have a show called Drinks just, with Binks. It's just when the light comes on, I'm like... Content something. I know. I'm trying to be like myself on TV, and then I'm like, no, no, you're Julie at the bar, and it's just like Jekyll and Hyde. Have you ever like, gotten <laughs> hammered during the show? Like, have, like by the end of the show, you have been like, I don't know what I'm saying right yeah. now. You have? Yeah. Yeah. Our first show, which was great. That's was awesome. Like, so your tolerance the, has been built up hooligans, over Hooligans. They, I could tell when Alexis, he had bourbon, and it was like all done, and he started, launched into a story. Yeah. I was like, yes, this is where we get good content. I need another hit, re, uh, reload. C block, we I'm need a reload. Look, I'm gonna have to be careful. Though. I'm supposed to be driving home tonight. Yeah, so okay. Well, yikes. Uh, <laughs> by the way, 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 I got to bring the off-camera conversation into this right now. How yes, did somebody else come up with the name of this show? Like, yeah. how were you not a little girl? Dreaming of having <laughs> a show Canada called with Drinks with my Binks. Labette Blue. Somebody had to tell you to do a show called Drinks with Binks? And they did. What kind of shit is that? Well, to be Should honest. Trademark okay, all right. Take a step back, mister. Okay. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm disappointed I, in you right now. To be fair, I already had created a show called Julie Stewart Drinks at my last job. Pretty good. Where we would go around and like just do weird drinking experiences around New York City. Okay. I actually thought about um, trademarking that, and then I was like, then I'm going to have to trademark all the franchise, right? And then just got, like, too too expensive. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and so then my boss, Pam, who has agreed to let us travel the world with this show right, that right, I already right, announced. Right. No, I've gotten it. Yeah, she, like um, they were just like, when I got this job, they said, you're also going to be doing the show, Drinks with Thanks, and I was like, holy that, shit. That works with me. When you when you um, DM me, when you slid in my DM, yeah, and you were like, as I do, that's my move. Show, I was like, yes. And by the way, <laughs> it is totally the greatest gift I'm sure you know with all this. You're the only one. Age. You're the only I'm one who, that said that? who knew the names of my shows. You're like, oh, I know Call Tonight and Drinks and Things. I was like, well, that makes one out of every guest <laughs> that we've ever had on the show. We had a guy on who didn't know the name of Call Tonight, and the the title was right behind me. So what did he call it? He. Call it a day, or yeah, yeah, whatever. He we he read it. Whatever. No, I'm just okay. happy. I'm in your first 25 guests that I, I made the, the, yeah, the he, AP was, top 25. It was tight. It was tight. You know, I mean, you, I've you seen, know. I've seen everybody on there. I was look, look, low key. I was like, should I ask her out, <laughs> or should I wait for her? I was oh, like, shit. Yeah. She asked oh, everybody, like, mama. You said everybody shoot. and your mama on the show, but me. <laughs> no, no, no. That's you should see everyone who's coming after you. Like, there's there's a lot of riffraff. We go downhill. Once you got to me, I was like, that's what forget. But hey, here I am. No, I'm so That's pumped that you're in town yeah. and it worked out well. Yes. Um, I do want to, you know, kind of ask you about some stuff with yeah. ESPN, obviously. Yep. Uh, you're on the outside now, but when you look at it, you kind of mentioned ESPN as like your ex. Yeah. How, how would you, how do you see them right now, now on the outside? Um, I am... I'm grateful. How do we? I'm sorry. How do I see them as it relates to me? Okay, or yeah. How do I see them as, yeah, a, as, a, as a company? How does? How do you see them as it relates to you and your professional career? Yep. And then how do you see them as a company? How do I see them as it relates to my professional career? I, I see them as uh, the reason I'm sitting here with you right now. The reason you're interested in having me on the show. Uh, the reason I have a fancy title at Collaboratory. Um, you know, I appreciate the platform. I appreciate the experience. I appreciate the relationships. I appreciate even how it ended. Because, okay, going back, let's just stick with the relationship analogy. Um, you know, I, <laughs> truth be told, so somebody told me a long time ago, if you're always talent, you could always be replaced. So in the back of my mind, I always thought about some kind of hybrid or some kind of evolution into an executive role. That was always in the back of my mind. But that said, I did also think about, I'm going to leave this place before they get rid of me. That was always my goal. 
and I, I'm into even numbers, like the temperature has to be on even number on the thermostat. I pump to even numbers, even if it means I'm gas is spewing out of the tank. Doesn't matter. Got to get the zeros at the end of it, or maybe a, a multiple of five, something like that. But anyway, sorry, is tangent. That an OCD thing? Probably, yeah, okay. probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. So um, anyway, 15 years, 40 years old. So funny. Never knew it would happen like this. But a while back, I started thinking like, when I'm 40, I want to kind of reassess you know, what I want to do. Uh, and that's when things were going well at ESPN. So, but it, I'm glad that it ended the way it did, uncomfortably, awkwardly, painfully at times, because much like with a relationship, sometimes they got to break up with you. And it's the best thing that ever happened to you, but you wouldn't have walked away just based off the devil you know, familiarity, comfort, history. You staying together for the kids, whatever. You got a house in each other's name, whatever it is, right? Likewise, sometimes somebody got to dog you they got to cheat on you. Shit's got to go bad for you to leave. And then you get to the next person. You're like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I got out of that relationship, even though there were some good things about that relationship, because now I'm in a better place that I would not have been. Because the last thing John Skipper told me before he left was he said, Michael, you could be the Kobe Bryant of this place. He was like, you could spend your entire career here. Because, again, I got in there when I was 25. Mm. So I had, I had grown up there. And I think if not for the way it ended, I really believe that there was a subconscious level of complacency that would have set in the platform, the status, the salary, the security. You know, we love our house in our neighborhood in Connecticut. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have left for a startup. I'd have never been inclined to meet Jamie and discuss the startup with her. I'd have been I'd have probably been at the 50 year celebration. Maybe I'd have been on stage, maybe. Right next to Berman or somebody. So that's my so professionally, I'm thankful for everything that happened for me and to me at ESPN. As a company, how, did I see him? how do I see him? Oh, well, it's competition now. But I also, see, not, not even competition, I shouldn't say competition. I see them as a buyer. Mm. And I see them as, as somebody that I wanna do business with, that I wanna develop content that they're inclined to buy. Whether it's for uh, linear ESPN or ESPN Plus or whatever it is, I see them as somebody that I wanna be able to go back into those offices as chief content officer and executive vice president of collaboratory and say, here, I have this project that I think you'd be interested in buying. So that's professionally how I see them. And as, a, as, as competition, as another entity in the marketplace, I see them as evolving, like all of us yeah, have okay. to do. I mean, I, th th these streaming wars are, are, are changing everything. And so I think, you know, uh, Jimmy Potaro and, and that team are doing everything they can to really make sure, because ESPN, to its credit, has always, again, been the worldwide leader in sports. And so I think they're trying not only to keep up with the evolution within the industry, but 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 lead the way as best it can when it comes to evolving it within the industry. But at the same point, you also said that there was no more room for growth for you there. It was right? not, yeah. no. Yeah. So Why not? No, it just oh. it. They seem to be maybe on the trajectory that you guys that you are. You said you you might want to have them as a buyer, mm -hmm. but that they being there in particular, you wouldn't have been able to be as creative. Oh God, no! And, and but that's specific to me and my circumstances. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, that's a lot to unpack. Uh, we, we're going to need more drinks and more time for that. Yeah, yeah. But it's in and terms. We have of, both of those things. Yeah, but in terms of in terms of me, it, again, I've worn so many hats there. You know, I've been. A reporter. I've been an NFL insider. I've been an investigative reporter. I've been a host. I've been an anchor. I've been a personality. I've had my own show. I've anchored sports centers. Like, how much was there for me to do? Right. But not just that. Frankly, there weren't a lot of opportunities available to me at this point, for whatever reason. Um, they did not make the type of opportunities available to me that interested me, 
or excited me in terms of continuing my relationship there. So it was a good time. It was, it was a good time for both of us to part ways. I think, you know, I had, look, man, somebody also said everything ends badly. Otherwise, it wouldn't end. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's no animus by any means because I, 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 I'm thankful because, again, if not in that position that I was in, that, that, that position of being able to step back from the daily grind, that hamster wheel, get off that ride and actually look around and say, wait, is this the park I want to be in or do I want to go to another spot or what do I want to do? Because those 15 years flew by. Mm-hmm. I'm not in a position where I am now where I'm freer and more energized and more excited to go to work than I've ever been. Right. That is great. That's a great yeah. perspective to have right now. Yeah. We're going to have a whole lot more on all this when we return after the break on Drinks with Things. Is this interesting? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Hey guys, we're back on Drinks with Banks with Michael Smith, co-laboratory, executive vice president, and chief content officer. Hey, people are sticking around. Yeah. That's what makes sure I'm not bored and oh, death with all my trust shit. me, okay. people are okay, cool. sticking around. I'm like, I don't, uh, I don't know what my shit is. We promised them that you're going to get naked at the end, so oh, that's yeah. why they are waiting to tune in. By the way, these pants don't look too tight. Sit down, <laughs> do they? Like, I look all right? Okay, cool. Well, it's too late now, yeah. but do it out. Um, okay, so, but God asked you when you were mentioning kind of the the... It's my third one, right? Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, we didn't really put a lot of alcohol in there. Cause I don't want you to have any problems. So yeah, I'm okay. it's like my mom giving me my drink now. If I ask my mom to make me make a drink, I'm not slurring. Just so you know, I'm not <laughs> yeah, yeah. all right. Um, but you mentioned kind of like the record. I'm sorry. What's the record? Who has consumed the most cocktails? I think it's you. Really? <laughs> oh my God! Your and our first one. Our first one. Capital first one T. we were. Your guests are soft people if they haven't scared. gone through people three. People get scared because they don't know what they're going to say. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, we have all these PR for, people Because they work in. for places like Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, yeah. ah, what should yeah. we do? Yeah, I'm um, oh, there's no booze now. on Disney yeah. people coming in. Mm. Anyways, it's another story. But um, speaking of Disney, yeah. when you mentioned sort of the decline of, like, opportunities, da 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 you right. knew that you're going to not be at ESPN anymore. Right. Just got to ask you, like, when yeah. when things started to go, like, south with the six, like what happened? Like what did you, what did you start to feel personally? Like what was the catalyst? Yeah. And and what? Well, you know? I would say I've actually drawn this. Again, I'm sorry, I'm a little tipsy, so I don't know if I'm using this properly. <laughs> Line of demarcation. The last moment that the six was actually fun was the day we recreated the Different World Open, and we brought back the cast of a Different World, and and we we ran that, and social media, you know at least black Twitter, went crazy, loved it, right? That was, the, that was the last thing that we did that felt like it was us. So bottom line is, John Skipper wanted to take his and hers and put it on SportsCenter. Now that I have the benefit of hindsight, I realize that SportsCenter wasn't the place for it, and as a society, we're not in the time for it. I think there's a lot of things that led to the demise of the show. People like to simplify it and narrow it down to one tweet. It wasn't what, that wasn't what it was. There's a change in management, and much like any team, if you have a change in management, that regime has a different vision or they didn't draft you in the first round, mm-hmm. so to speak. So there was a change in management, um, number one. So therefore, change in vision and different way of wanting to do things. That's one. But even before that, I think the biggest mistake we made was, like tomorrow, if it was... 
pizza with Julie, okay? They're like, what happened to the drinking? It's like you start to introduce food slowly but surely, and now you got the whole meal going, right? We went from a Friday traditional sports center, and that following Monday, it was two people having a daytime talk show at 6. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not, that's too sudden of a change for, for such an iconic brand. Uh, and the viewer is very routine-oriented, right? Right. So I wish we would have kind of eased into doing his and hers. And then the truth of the matter is it's like, you know, we might have just been uh, a show out of time. As in, like, look, where we are as a society, as a country, what was going on in sports in terms of the intersection of sports and society vis-a-vis Colin Kaepernick, the Colin Kaepernick-led protest during the anthem. I don't think that that audience and, you know, imagine a demographic for that audience. I don't think that that audience was receptive to two black people being unapologetically black the way we were. Let's just call it what it was. Again, so suddenly, like if I had to do all over again, I wish we would have just kind of like hosted sports centers every now and then mm-hmm. and integrated some his and hers segments along the way. But I think when they asked us to do it and said, yeah, do what you're doing on at noon on ESPN2, do it on at 6 o'clock, and we were like, word, you sure? I, don't, I think they looked at the skits. Right. I think they looked at the, 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 the cute stuff, the fun stuff. I don't think they, they understood or appreciated the types of conversations that Jamel and I were having and how bold and unapologetic those, those conversations were. And so I don't think they understood that that's what they were going to be introducing to the 6 p.m. audience. But also it goes back to just the, the lack of chemistry with the staff. Mm-hmm. and the, on, They didn't know how to produce us. And we were new to that sports center culture. Right. So it wasn't one particular thing. It wasn't one person's fault. It just was a bad fit. It simply put, it was a bad fit. And I'll be honest with you, I'm sorry, I hope I'm not rambling, but I've lost yeah. track of my sense of time because of these three. Yeah, that's the point Indian of the lemonades. show. Because <laughs> um, y'all might have stopped rolling and we were out of table. <laughs> we're all, um, everyone's left. No, but I, I think um, it's just, I, I have such a clear, to quote the, the great American poet, Eddie Vedder, I see things clear now that it's in my rearview mirror. And I can appreciate what happened and why it happened in hindsight. Whereas if I'd have done your show, which I couldn't have, I wasn't trying to fuck up the bag. But if I'd have done your show six months ago, I wouldn't have had this perspective on what happened and why. You know what I mean? Like, so, I'm free of, when I say I'm free, I'm not, people, most people leave ESPN and say, oh, I'm free of the shackles. Mm-hmm. Or I'm free of the restrictions of Disney and ESPN. I can say what I want to say. I never felt muted, mm-hmm. at least on camera. I wasn't going to be stupid and say whatever off camera and rip the company or anything like that. And again, compromise, you know, my contract or even just I, I have love for the company. I still do. I'm free from any bitterness or resentment right, right, right. that I felt months ago because of where I am now, because without it, I don't get here. Exactly. And that's the journey. Kind of a journey of acceptance. In exactly. A way. But yeah. you I, I will want to get into this after the break. But you had said on Jim Miller's podcast. How many breaks y'all got? That's yeah. a lot that they got what they wanted, which was Michael and Jamel muted. So one to get into that in a little bit more right. um, when we come back after this break on Drinks with Thanks. Right, we are back on drinks with Banks. We've got our Henny and Lemmy. You've been nursing that one for a yeah. while. 
<laughs> you know, yeah, I know, I'm I know. glad I Ubered yeah. over here, man. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> Good. Okay. You got Ubers in the mix, and uh, we'll keep filling it up. I'll be but, crashing at your place. Um, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's how it goes. We got the party going in New York all the time and at work, which is great. Thank you. Well, I'm about awesome. to get comfortable. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Get that pillow in there. Um, yeah. So just before the break, I was yeah. mentioning when you felt that you you know you and Jamel brought his and hers and and you guys brought your own opinions and your personality to a, a very uh, like a show that had already been so ingrained in right. people's the mind culture. and whatnot yeah, and a culture yeah. what um you mentioned though that you you felt that they got what they wanted when they muted you. When did you start? Is that what I said? Yeah. Oh, I did my That's research. Aggressive. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but then they started having less and less interaction between the two of you. When did you start to feel that they do not want us to be Michael and Jamel? Um. Let's see. White supremacist tweet was the summer. Suspension, I feel like, was September. Well, let's let's. Jamel left in what January? Let's dive into. I feel like it was it was it was it was fall winter yeah. 2017. I, I don't remember the exact date or show or month even, but it was fall winter 17, where it was just like it just from a production standpoint. Like, okay, you got to understand, his and hers was our show on every level. Okay, from soup to nuts, it was our show. Our faces were on it. Our likenesses were on it. We picked every line of the rundown. I wrote the lower thirds. Wow. Okay? Like, we did everything. We picked the B-roll. We picked the topics. We determined how long we wanted to talk about something. We tell, we tell the director, do not go to break. We ain't finished here. Like, it was, we ran his and hers. And the, and the staff came to understand that that was the way for us to be most successful. Okay? And I didn't write the little thirds myself. I'm sorry. We all, but it was, you know, what I'm saying like we, it was. I don't. I don't, don't want to exclude. I'm sorry. Anybody no, no, else? But no one else. No. My point is, like, I don't want to say I did it all myself. Yeah, my yeah, point yeah is, I get like, it. You were involved. You were involved. Right. And so, but me especially because Jamel was the good cop. I was the kind of the bad cop. Right. <laughs> so I was maniacal about the details of Sports Center. That's what my point in saying all this. So when I got to Sports Center, I did the same thing. Sports Center, Michael and Jamel. It's our show, right? This is what I want to lead with. This is what I want to talk to. This is, I'm writing my own copy. That's a, that's a given. Nobody's writing my copy for me. Okay, we're not doing this segment. This segment's going to be 30 seconds. This segment's going to be a minute. I'm in every detail. And you know at that place, man, like producers don't take too kindly to talent taking ownership, which I don't think that's the way it needs to be if you're going to have a good show. So anyway, once that stopped and once it was clear that we weren't making editorial decisions mm. anymore, and not just that, where the content was not showcasing our chemistry, but right. rather putting us in the traditional anchor box, the two anchor box of, well, you're over there introducing this package and I'm over here doing this interview. It's like, no, nah. I was like, wait a second. We're not, this isn't what we signed up for. Yeah, you weren't together. Yeah, so they got what they want. That is an aggressive statement. Uh, it, what, I mean, but no, I, think, I think a lot of it just had to do with the noise. And, and, and it, at that point, there were just so many people perpetuating and, and peddling so many false narratives about our show until I think whenever I said that, I was just in a place of, I just got sick of the bullshit. I'm sure. You know, from the outside, inside, wherever it was originating from, because I know the, I know what I put into it. I know what we put into it. I know the thoughtfulness that we approach these show with. Like a lot of people started writing shit as if we just bum rushed the studio, like we taking this bitch over. Like, like no, we didn't just okay. go take over Sports Center. We were asked to take over Sports Center. Okay, mm -hmm. we were given uh, that platform, which we appreciated. 
and we didn't operate independent of any kind of supervision. Like we had yeah, producers and, and respected producers working with us. So I just got frustrated with the people that kind of acted like this was we would just run amok. Yeah. You know, that no. just kinda, that frustrated me because that's now you now your commentary is my work product. If you don't like me or Jamel or you don't like us or you or even if you just don't like us at six, six o'clock. OK, I could deal with that. But this, the false narratives about what we were doing and what we were talking about and how mm-hmm. we were approaching SportsCenter as if we didn't appreciate the, the, the responsibility that was bestowed upon us. Right. I just, I rejected that. It was that. very ignorant. Now, yeah. God ask you, I mean, of course, how was it when Jamel did have the tweet about the president? How was it? Um, like, how was it? It was wild. How was it for you? How was it watching her deal with it? What, what was the inside like? Um, watching her deal with it, I mean... There wasn't much to watch from the standpoint of like she's just she's just a rock man like it was never you know I, I don't have any stories of her struggling or or crying on my no floor. I wouldn't think no you no would, no no, yeah. no I, I'm not saying you were looking for that I guess what I'm saying is it's like she just she was just even keel the whole time you know what I mean it was never any any wavering on her part or anything like that so uh, watching her was just watching a, 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 her usual strength and, and grace or whatever excuse me. Got me burping and shit. <laughs> um, uh, going it through it for, for me, yeah. for me, no, it was, it was, it was challenging because I, I felt like, you know what, Julie, I, I felt like I was on one hand, I felt like I was getting this, 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 this credit, you know, I was getting this, these pats on the back, you know, that kind of felt un, undeserved, you know, like way to stand with Jamel. I'm like, well, what's the alternative? You know what I'm saying? Like. I always thought that people focus way more on the the act of the tweet itself than the sentiment and the factual basis of the tweet. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, are we going to talk about the fact that it's true? Yeah. <laughs> or are we just uh, going to focus true. on the fact yeah. that it was tweeted? As, you know, um, and that anybody like, so she tweeted that water is wet. So yeah. we pissed that somebody said water is wet, you know? Um, but for me, it was like, uh, it, it was, it was, it was like it was a tough spot from the standpoint of where we have a shared sensibility um, and she's my partner, but I had to kind of, I had a job to do, a family to support, a contract to honor. Um, and, you know, even though she had kind of like emotionally and then eventually literally moved on from the show, I was still trying to press forward and continue doing the show to the best of my ability. Up until March 9th of 2018, I was, uh, until they told me I wasn't doing it anymore, I was doing the best sports center I could. Whether the writing was on the wall, the internet, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, I was like, I'm gonna do this show until they tell me I'm not. And, you know, cause that's just kind of like my nature. I try to right, make things yeah. work even when they're not destined to work. And like I said earlier, I'm glad it didn't. It's, it's, it's all good. Like I, you know, like, even if I felt like I deserved better, they didn't owe me anything else. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I got paid. I, I, I had benefits. You had many experiences. I had great experiences that got me sitting there having Hennessy and lemonade with you. Okay. Shit. And yeah, you've made it now. Uh, we have a lot more to talk about. But we're back on Jason. How long is the show? <laughs> Holy it shit. It never ends. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're liking the show. As always, kindly give us a five-star rating, please, and subscribe to the podcast. Who knows? You might even read your review on the air. And now, let's get back to the action. (laughs) 
All right, we're back on Drinks with Banks with Michael Smith. I think I've had a drink every second. And you have. Oh, that's, that's, that's You're the, the best guest so far because we rank all of our guests. We have a big, <laughs> big power rankings. You're number one. Um, okay, but we got. I got to ask you. Yeah. I, I say this every single break, too. It's like great journalism. Just like, I got to ask you. Jamel, <laughs> Jamel Hill this week said that she would like to work with you again. Would you like to work with Jamel Hill again? Sure. Um, look, I mean, we both got a lot. No, no. I'm, <laughs> what was that? What was that? I was swallowing. Was that they, weird? They say when your voice goes up when you answer a question, uh, can, you're lying. Sure. <laughs> sure. I like to. No, no. All jokes aside, man, I love Jamel, man. Like, I'm going to her wedding in two weeks. Um, she's about to get married, going on a honeymoon. I'm still trying to figure out what's up and what's down with this. What's my title again? Executive Vice President, Chief hey, Content Officer. Hey, you know what you're doing, honey. I, you figured out. I'm to trying get to figure this job out. So we both have a lot going on. She's doing quite well. I'm happy for her. But absolutely, I mean, I am flattered. I wish all these people that want us to work together would have been saying that when they kicked off the Sports Center. <laughs> Where the fuck were y'all when they were kicking off the Sports Center? Like, why y'all weren't making all this noise about us being together then? Shit. Anyway, um, no, absolutely. I mean, look, that like I look back on those are those are. Out of the 15 years I was at ESPN, the period from 2014, we renamed the show His and Hers, to 2017, November 2017, I think was our last show. Those were the, that was the nirvana of my time at ESPN. The, the content we, we created, the moments we had, the chemistry we shared, uh, I really think in, in many ways we, 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 we changed the game. It was a groundbreaking show. I mean, let, they had never been a show, a non-comedic show, as much of a failure, quote-unquote, as the 6 o'clock Sports Center was, there has never been, that I'm aware of, in primetime, a non-comedic show led by two African-Americans. No. Um, let alone a show prior to his and hers where the woman was on equal footing as the man. Because as you know, the sports format is typically woman sets up man yeah. or men and gets out of the way, laughs, mm -hmm. and maybe can get in where she fits in. Right. But is not... The centerpiece. Exactly. Yeah. Not, the, the guy isn't sitting back and listening to her. So I really felt like, and not just that, the other thing I'm proud of about that show is the amount of people we gave a platform to right. that didn't have it or, or weren't able to truly showcase their full talents. A lot of them are stars on ESPN now. So yeah, the answer, short answer to your question is absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, if in the right, under the right circumstances... Um, you know, and about the right circumstances, I mean, can we do it our way? Right. Can we do the show that, or uh, the, the content of the program that we know we can do? Yeah, I mean, it seems to be an appetite for it, which I, I appreciate. Um, you know, she's only gotten better. I, I kind of still suck at this TV thing, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're the one that wanted to bring this thing back in from break. You're already taking my job already, but um, I just wanted, I, I just wanted to feel it was like do TV you again. Feel, you want, okay. I'm an anchor. I'm sorry. I know, yeah, I know, yeah. I yeah. But yes, I, yeah. I love her, and yeah, so absolutely. Thank um, you for asking the question. But I, I do. So I, we don't have the whole lot of time, but I just want to get your advice. And that you mentioned that you guys dealt. You know, you brought a lot of political conversations to the table. Difficult for some people to even hear as an audience. Well, sports and sports uh, and, wait, and and society and so-called politics intersected. Agreed. Sometimes unavoidable. No, yeah, absolutely. So going forward, if you yeah. were to give advice to journalists, to anchors, mm -hmm. to national networks on how to deal with sports and politics, what would it be? Ooh, great question, Julie. Um, if I were to give advice, is is be authentic. Because I think if you are true to yourself and you speak from the heart and you speak from your perspective, I think you can live with the consequences. 
Great. Because what you're not going to do is make everybody happy. So Very true. live with it. Oh, you're trying to go. I trying asked to you a it. really deep go. question. You're trying to go. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I got go. it. That's the kind go. of journalist I am here on this program. Ask you a tough question and then bye. We got to go to break and, and we'll be back. Okay. <laughs> I'm Adnan Virk from DAZN, and guess what? I satisfied my thirst with drinks with Binks. Welcome back to Drinks with Binks. I am Michael Smith, Executive Vice President and Chief Content Officer of Collaboratory. If I content you didn't come out right, well, because I'm on my sixth Hennessy <laughs> and Lemonade. Drinks with Six. Banks presented by some sponsor who needs to get yeah. the fuck on this train. Get train. your ass up this here. This is a hit show. Yeah, hit Julie show. Stewart Banks. Thank you. Thank you for letting me do that. It's been so long since I did that. It felt good to kind of. Felt good. You're like, I'm back. I'm back, baby. You never I, lost I'm it. I'm not retired. I got this yeah, fancy like... executive title. I'm still talent, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. You never lose being talent. No, no, you know? for real. Like, like call me. Like, yeah. I want to do. <laughs> like, well, come on anytime you want to drink. I don't have a whole lot of time left, but we'll we'll drink. We don't have to be some fun shit. You talk about this deep stuff. No fun shit. Rated show. I just get you drunk and ask you questions about ESPN. That's what happens <laughs> on this show. What's up? Um, all right, so we are. We're talking about sex and marriage and. Yeah, we got that all in. Okay. Sex, good. Marriage, <laughs> eh. And that's it. Okay. It'd be great if you can do both. Ideally, you want both. We're going to do both. And uh, thank you so much, Michael. We can follow him, all his great stuff eh, everywhere. And uh, next week, Charlotte Wilder and Jessica Smotana from Sports Illustrated. We'll see you then. Bye. Nice. <laughs>